Did you set the house on fire? Did you get your sister pregnant? Did you sell your grandma's kidney just for fun? You're a menace, you're a bastard, you're a son of a bitch. What is the worst thing? Worst thing? Worst thing you ever done? And what is the worst thing you've ever done? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have the distinct honor of presenting to you a very good friend, ladies and gentlemen, Pedro. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's a pleasure. It's it's so awesome. I love the first episode. How, how long have so, I known you? Ten. Well, when was Jesus Christ Superstar? Oh nine. Oh nine. Yeah. So more than ten years. That's crazy. Uh, I don't do math. That, that's for, for crazy. That out. Uh, yeah. I um. <laughs> When I think about how much time has gone by and I haven't aged a day. Not um, at all. Although my birthday is coming up next week. I don't remember the last terrible birthday that I had. Um, mm. Birthdays suck. Um, <laughs> I'm looking forward to just forgetting about it, basically. <laughs> um, your birthday coming up or your previous? Both of them, actually. Oh, my okay. last birthday was on a Zoom. Ugh. Ugh. Everything's on a Zoom these days. <laughs> People are just trying to create content. I don't know. I tried to get um, fancy with my fiance, and I was just like, babe, instead of us physically having sex, let's just Zoom sex. Zoom it in. I, and it was fun. It was, it was like a long distance <laughs> relationship. It was nice. You know those. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> she was in the bathroom. I was in the room. It was great. It was good uh, times. <laughs> so what did you do today? Uh, anything um, spectacular? Woke up at 2.45. I start work at 4 a.m. in the morning. So you're an early rise. Yes. Um, from 4 to 11 in the morning. I come back home. I take my little nap because if not, I go crazy. But if you're doing that, who's protecting the president? I mean, well, the baby. <laughs> well, he's in daycare. Oh, he's in daycare yes. now. Yes. So um, my fiance works from home. She's been working from home since the, um, the apocalypse happened. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, she brings him to daycare and I pick him up. So that's, that's this our routine. A, people need to understand, this is a whole new Pedro. Pedro yes. used to be just man about town. Oh, man. And now he is like, Oof. daddy. Like, Oof. he is just... Uh, yeah, some of my friends from college, they used to call... Uh, uh, I guess we could... They used to call me slut because I was... Well, I mean, you're shaking your head, so you know. <laughs> but no, not anymore. Um... Not anymore. Daddy life has completely... Well, I must say, not only has it reflected in your life, Pedro, but I I've noticed that it reflected in your social media, and it, it took my breath away. Yes. It really did. This is someone who, one year prior, was posting things like, get yourself a fat dude to eat you out. And literally one year later, it was like, I, I, I want to tell you about uh, my, my personal relationship mm -hmm. with the, my, my Lord and personal Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Have you met him? Amen. Amen to that. Yes. I mean, it, it's, it's sometimes there's a, a punch in your life that centers you. And my son was that punch. 
I, also, you were uh, um, born again. Were you? Yes. You, you were. They, they held I, your head I, down, I, huh? I, they under the did water? for a little bit. Yeah, I'm happy it didn't happen now during the quarantine because people have gone up there with their mask on and the pastors. Ooh, like, this, yeah, this, this is not water. Yeah. <laughs> water. So I mean, it was it, the it, first two people that did it. They were choking afterwards. So I was just like. Is that a good look when you're born again and it you're It really must have been a monumental day for you considering you got waterboarded and it was a brisk the same day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's crazy. It's really helped me. It's really um, allowed me to focus on, on, on I guess, positivity, honestly. Uh, I, I, there's a lot of... Uh, and granted, I'm here sipping on alcohol. I'm not one of these... No, I can't say fuck or shit or have sex. I'm still not married and I have a son. So that's why I really like the, the church that I go to because they don't really like judge you. Are they like a, a single 40-year-old woman w- willing to take whatever they can get? Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> willing to get uh, those memberships. <laughs> so <laughs> it's always with the membership. At first, when they came up to me, the, the first it was actually my fiance who brought me to the church. And she was just like, hey, I'm going. And it was crazy because I was just like, I knew you in high school. And you were like me in high school. So what? I guess after... Certain amount of time, my dad always says, you know, when, when uh, uh, putas turn into nuns after a while. So, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, I guess I was a puta and I turned into a nut, a, a nun after a while. So, yeah, that's where I'm at. Uh, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I uh, just go to work, come home, play with the cats. And that's not a euphemism for anything. Um, but uh, in this last uh, quarantine year... Um, I've really kind of calmed down and slowed down and started to accomplish the things that I never really got to do because I never had time to do them. Like I try to eat well and I, I, I try to run every day. Um, you look great, by I way. feel good. Yeah. Thank you so yes. much. Um, my birthday, I mentioned, is, is around the corner. Um, I think I said when I turn 40, which is coming up, uh, I want to do three things in life. I want to appreciate opera. I want to drink <laughs> Pellegrino. And I want to uh, enjoy the writings of... Um, uh, Hemingway. Nice. And so far, I have accomplished the water. <laughs> <laughs> no opera yet? Well, I guess it's closed, but I mean, I like opera. I don't mind it. We One of our first dates, actually, with my fiance was to the Met Opera for three hours. I fell asleep, but it was nice. <laughs> it was nice. We saw Aida, so it was... It was a little intense, but yeah, that's actually how I met her. I slid in her DMs. This was pre-Jesus. And I was just like, hey, you're at the Met. Fun fact, there's really no um, audio devices, you know, for speakers and stuff because the way it was built, the acoustics, you can hear it. it they don't really need to amp up right, the volume. Right. And that's how it led to us, you know, getting together. So, I'm the so, opera. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> Thank and, you. And you look great. Thanks. And I just feel like you're the kind of friendship where I can drop it for X amount of time. And we literally pick come it right back, pick mm-hmm. it right back up. Mm-hmm. And that's the best ones to mm-hmm. have. It really is. It, I, I, it I truly feel like is. no time has passed when I see you. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. It, 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 I was telling my fiance this the other day. I was, she was just like, but do you guys really hang out? And, mm-hmm. talk, and I'm like, no. You know, here and there on Facebook, maybe I, a comment here text there, here and there. That's it. But once we come together, whether yeah. it's a show, whether it's this visiting, it, and it's crazy that you're turning 40. I <laughs> know. I oh you know I did my twenties well I did my thirties well let's see how I do my forties so 
Well, I mean, you're starting off well, so. I'm, I sure hope. Your lips to God's hey, ears. And I know you have the hey, inside track. I got, a call. <laughs> <laughs> I got him on speed dial. You know, I, I talk to him. I don't really hear him, but, you know, hey. <laughs> All right, my friend. Let's talk about mm. the worst thing you've ever done. Whew. Oh, Lord. So I start, I guess. Go for it. So the worst thing, I was, I was actually thinking about this and, and the worst thing that truly affected me, speaking about my fiance, was um, I cheated. I cheated and she was actually pregnant at the time when I did. And that to me was the worst part. Um, the fact that I took advantage of her trust and uh, pretty much could have squandered my family, which I would kill for it right now. Um, that was literally the worst thing I can think of. I'm not really one to go after people and, and do malicious things or anything like that. You, you know me, I, you know, I'll hear both sides of the story and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I don't try to take sides. Everybody's entitled to their opinion, but this was something that I knew was wrong and still did it. Oh goodness. Not just once. Not just once. So, that I think is is the fact that I can't say, oh, it was just a one time. It wasn't. Um, this was... Bad. Was it someone she knew? Uh, no, it was some... Well, yes. Yes, it was. It was somebody that we went to high school with. Uh, Hoboken, it sucks growing up in a square mile. Everyone knows everyone. So, um, this was actually a best friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, so maybe those girls are correct when they say these guys got these side chicks out there. It's it's she's and, just and, a friend, they say. Yeah, exactly, and it, it it fell into that story of no, no, no. She's just a friend. Oh, but why are you guys texting at twelve o'clock at night? Like, what what do you possibly need to tell your friend at midnight who that she can't tell her husband because she was actually married. Oh, you, with when you screwed up, kids. You, you screwed up well. So yeah, I mean, if I'm gonna, you know, throw the shit at the fan, might as well be, be a big pot. What have you learned? <laughs> what have you learned? Not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Not to no. do it. Do you have any advice for our uh, listeners? Uh, check the car of the person that you're messing with for recording devices. Because that's how we got caught. The husband already didn't trust her from whatever. No, I don't mean advice to how to not get caught. I mean, like, to to not do it at all. Oops. (laughs) Yes, don't do it at all, people. It is not worth it. If you have something to lose, don't do it. If you don't, then fuck it. I mean, you only live once. I'm not going to tell somebody not to enjoy themselves if that's what they enjoy. But if you have something to lose, don't do it. So you were probably in the doghouse for a little while. Oh, I think I'm still in the doghouse. Yeah. In certain, even now, coming over, are you sure you're going? Can you text me? And can you? And and listen, if it were me, I wouldn't have forgiven. Oh. I, that's that is what ate me up. Um, that she forgave me. She she listened. She. I guess she understood or whatever the case may be. And, and having a baby on the way didn't make it any easier. Um, it's the Lord speaking to us. It's Alexa. Alexa, be quiet. Ah. 
<laughs> but yes, um, yeah, I, I would just advise if you have something to lose, a family, uh, a good partner, don't do it. Weigh your pros and cons. I was, I was messing around with a wife who had three kids. Where was that going to go? Was she, uh, do you know if that worked out? Uh, she's still she with him. Oh, she's still with yeah. him. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, she's still with him. They're working it out. They went to counseling as well. I've never done counseling. But apparently, she, I know from our mutual friends that she is still... Um, permis uh, promiscuous, promiscuous, would be the promiscuous right girl. We do not have the right to sing the lyrics to that song. FCC. FCC. Um, yeah, it, 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 it yeah. I, I guess that's just her mo. Um, and it it happened multiple times, honestly, in other previous relationships that I've been. Every time I got into a relationship, she would poof appear. She was like the, uh, the go-to? Yes. It was always easy with her. Um, because we, we grew up together. We, we've known each other since elementary school. And we lived literally on the same block on different corners. And so it, it felt right when we weren't with significant others. And we never did anything about it. And then we chose the worst time to do something about it. Physically or, you know, say saying it to each other or whatever the case may be, but wrong place, wrong time. It sounds like she needs to be rebaptized. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she, yes. They both do, honestly, because uh, let's rewind, rewind back to high school. I actually took her to prom while she was eight months pregnant with her first child. You don't mess around. I don't. <laughs> I do not mess around. Uh, she was my, you know, she was my best friend. The guy, her husband was the guy, you know, that got her pregnant back in high school and he didn't want anything to do with her, didn't take her to prom, didn't anything. He was there with another girl at prom, but nothing. This, if this was Jerry Springer, this would be the part where you jump it's, out of your chair. Uh, or, or Maury, you're allowed to have the camera chasing me in the back. Are, yeah. you, are you still communicating with the uh, ex-husband? No, 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 no. no. Um, I honestly felt bad for him afterwards, too, because it came out of left field for him. He thought I was the best friend. He, I would chill with him. I would smoke, drink, you know, in their house. And there was always something there between her and I that our best friends saw, but he didn't. Um, so, yeah, it, it I really need to thank you for being so vulnerable because this is exactly like what the podcast is about. It's just people coming to terms with maybe not their best moment, maybe mm -hmm. not their best self. Mm -hmm. And we've all had those moments. Mm -hmm. And um, I, this kind of leads into my story, is that, um, you know, I had a totally different story planned for today's podcast. But after hearing you be so vulnerable about the worst thing you ever did, and also for the fact that in the last episode... Although they were good stories we told, we didn't exactly stay true to the theme of our podcast, which is the worst thing you ever did, as opposed to the worst thing that ever happened to you. Mm -hmm. Although great stories, we kind of fudged a little bit. Thank <laughs> it goodness, was a great story. Thank goodness we had those, uh, those listeners who wrote in, and we were able to actually accomplish what we're setting out to do. But um, since I have been receiving so many emails from people... And also looking forward to telling more stories of my own. I went into my archives that I keep in a, a trunk under my bed. And I must say that I was thoroughly mortified when I was looking through some of my old 
uh, writings, diary entries, blog posts, and even this journal book that I kept when I was trying to do stand-up comedy. And it occurred to me that um, I am definitely responsible for um, the decline and the loss of a lot of um, respect and friendships that Mm -hmm. I potentially could have had. And I'm I'm just, I feel like it's too late to, well, it's never too late to say you're sorry. No. But I, uh, I realize now, almost 40, that like I had a hand in... Uh, a lot of the things that you see like on the news today, just casual racism mm-hmm. and thinking things are funny when it's, it's the last thing that they are. And um, it took me a long time to focus on my microaggressions is the word that I've learned. These microaggressions, mm-hmm. these, uh, is it okay for me to say this? Is it okay for me to like, you know, uh, physically touch someone? Like whatever it was. And, and um, it was just mortifying for me to... Uh, read through some of the things that I had written. And I, the, the thing for me is that I, uh, not only am I responsible, but I, uh, I placated um, the problems around me. Like, for example, the night that Trump won the first time, mm-hmm. I remember literally sitting in front of the TV feeling for a moment like, I'm partially responsible for this. Not because I voted for him, but yeah. because I was like, you, <clears throat> your silence gave such consent in the past that of course this happened. And I never dreamed in a million years that I'd wake up to a world that was um, like off the pages of, 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 the, of the journals and, and the diaries that I used to write that I thought, hmm. I thought were funny. Like, it, for me, it was funny because I never thought the world would latch on to that and become that thing. And I, I, I want to try to distance myself as far away from those thoughts and those feelings that I had. And I'm sorry, there's no joke here. But um, <laughs> yeah, I completely agree. I, I, I've known you again for 10 plus years. Number one, you've never made me personally feel, oh shit, like why is he making fun of whatever the case may be. I know, I and I told you this through time, like I know your heart. I know that you truly mean the best, but sometimes uh, the the common theme that people, that, that it, it became common for everybody to, to poke and, and joke. And we see it now with this whole cancel culture that everybody's afraid. The other day I received, uh, I, I do these showcases on Saturdays and um, one of the girl's mothers was watching and she was just like, oh, tell Javier that he was great and this, that, and the third. And she, a white woman, the daughter, you know, texted me immediately. I'm so sorry. I, 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 you know, my mom didn't mean to call you Javier. She knows your name is great. And I was just like, wait, 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 relax. It's, it's okay. It, you know, people make mistakes. And I don't think it came from like, oh, let me just pick a Spanish name and call him that. You know, I have the most Spanish name there is. Let is Javier favorite. Rodriguez know. You know like, I mean, <laughs> and so that's where we're at now, where people are so afraid to seem racist. You know, not be racist, but seem racist. Oh, there's all these trigger warnings yes. now. Yes. So, it, it, you know, I told him, I was just like, it's cool. I've been called worse, you know, than Javier. <laughs> I've been called worse by better. <laughs> now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I wanted to ask, do you feel that you had an open door back then 
because of your sexual orientation. Absolutely. Okay. I'm so glad you brought that up. I felt like, well, there's no way that I could possibly be mm -hmm. racist because I'm already a minority mm -hmm. living amongst minorities. Mm -hmm. And I think that right there is something you have to learn that just because uh, you feel that you've got carte blanche or you've got like uh, your, your passport stamps <laughs> that um, it really does apply. Like example, um, I'm not going to mention names, <laughs> but there was this, um, situation that occurred uh, about a year ago, wow, a year ago, where <clears throat> there was a certain production of um, Lend Me a Tenor that was being put on. Lend Me a Tenor by Ken Ludwig is from the 1940s. And at some point in it, the two opera characters do put on blackface. Mm. And in, in this comedy show, which they did in my college, it mm. never crossed my mind once that this was a problem. I just kept telling myself, it's art, Yeah, it's art. And the one thing that I was, I didn't get it. I didn't get that uh, it was so ingrained so deeply in me that all I could do was defend it. When in reality, what I should have been saying is maybe we just don't do that art mm -hmm. anymore. And right then and there, it was like, I could literally feel just a little bit of growth. Yeah. I felt a little bit of growth that I've never felt before. Um, I would um, condone others bad behaviors too which i think is maybe worse yeah. than having bad behavior of your own because your silence gives consent your silence gives consent Absolutely. and here's my funny story i uh had a friend that i was allowing to um just test our friendship for mm. a while and i knew something was it was gonna come to a head and i uh well she had sent me a uh a text and it was like a reference to um brandy carlisle the fabulous musician who mm. um is uh married with several kids and she she's uh grammy nominated and all that her partner is putting out a book that um is um uh, child rearing in in the year 2022 okay. what it's like to be a lesbian couple and my friend who she, she had good intentions to send it to me and text me and be like, oh, I can't write, wait to read this. Now, if this has ever happened to you, let me know. <laughs> I meant to screenshot this and send it to my partner, Craig, with the caption, this might mean more for some, from someone who didn't vote for Trump. But instead of texting Ugh. it to my partner, I texted it to uh. them. And I, I mean, this is also not very good. I had to pull over because you really shouldn't be texting and driving. And I sat there, I mean, literally with my heart, like, in my throat. Like, oh, my God. But in a sense, part of me was like, you talk a big talk. And now it's your turn mm -hmm. to actually step up to the line. Like, isn't this technically what you wanted? You technically want to have this conversation, but you never do because you're afraid to. But now you're going to have this conversation. <laughs> you were forced to have it. I was forced it, yeah. to have yeah. the conversation that I knew was coming. I knew it. And in short, um, at first she was like, was this text meant for me? Uh, <clears throat> and no. I had to be like, yes. <laughs> Even though like it, it was so out of left field and it was so out of character for me wow. to approach um, I, the inappropriateness of our relationship because I've never called anyone down to the carpet before mm. because you might think, what right do I have? Because I have been... Um, 
uh, complicit mm-hmm. in our relationship for so long mm-hmm. that how could I possibly now throw a red flag on the field and be like, oh, no, 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 inappropriate, too mm-hmm. far, because who am I? Mm-hmm. But that's, I think, something we all need to get past and say, I do need to call it out every time I see it. I do need to um, bring it to someone's attention. I do need to, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a walking a fine line uh, between um, speaking up and shutting up. Yes. Because there's so much more to learn that you need to not be constantly flapping your, your, your lips about. And there's, but there's also people in your life who are not going to listen to anyone else. You have to hold the, the mirror up to them so they know. Now we're not friends anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're no longer connected on social media. And that's a sad thing. I went hiking with another friend um, a few weeks ago. And I was saying, oh, do you think maybe I could just like re-knit this? Could I fix this? Mm-hmm. And she gave me some good advice. And she was like, listen... Be aware, you probably can, but you understand that if you do that, you are forgiving the past and you are blinding yourself to the future going forward. Wow. Do you want to go back? And I'm like, I, I can't. Like now that I know like what I did and what needs to be done, I can't go back to the way that it was. Mm-hmm. <sighs> It'll just, it, it, it puts the butt. When a person says, uh, but that erases everything before the but. Yeah, I don't think you're racist, but no, you do because that but erases everything before you know whatever you said before that. I think I've lost um, some relations uh, because of not only my faith but also my uh, political views. Um, my fiance's father is a staunch Trump supporter. Fox News, and it's crazy to me because I'm so ignorant at the fact that there's a house a block away from me that had Trump signs all over it, and I'm like, I'm in Hudson, like what, what, North Jersey? They're everywhere. They're everywhere. There was a Bergline, you know, a a parade of trucks with flags, and I tell my fiance, I'm like, how can your dad be a Trump supporter? When he lived in Hoboken all his life, that's very... But Hoboken was super, super racist. In, was. In, in, <laughs> thank you. Um, in, in the 60s and 70s, you know, um, and, and I started to realize it doesn't... Racism isn't in a specific place. It's everywhere, unfortunately. It's in... You know? it's, in it's ingrained, too. Even for myself. Yeah. You know, I'm a racist at times with... Certain white people, where I'm just, I automatically assume something that they're not. And it sucks to, to, to come to terms with that because I wouldn't want it done to me. Um, and I've also uh, uh, fed into the stereotype in college. You know, I used to do these skits where I was the Spanish, you know, janitor. You know what I mean? It, it, it truly is uh, um, hard to look at where I'm forcing an accent. That I don't need to force, you know what I mean? Uh, to be more Spanish. Uh, I, I had to wear a wife beater and a Yankees cap to look more Spanish. Like, that doesn't make sense. It's what we see on TV, on movies, on the news. So we're so ingrained to find it normal that once we hold up that mirror, either to somebody or ourselves, we're like, wait, how how did I get here? You know, is 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 um, my question. Like, how did I get to a point where 
I'm already judging somebody before I even hear them How out. How did I get here? Yeah, that was a common <laughs> thought that was going through my head when I was reading some of these, these journals that, between you and I, 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 <clears throat> I want to get rid of them. Don't. But at the same time, part mm-hmm. of me is like, this is such a wonderful uh, example of, of where we were as opposed to where we're going. Gross. And, mm-hmm. and um, I never thought that I had anything to learn. And I did. Mm-hmm. And I was at a point where I always thought I was on the right side of this proverbial street, only to realize not only was I not on the street, like I wasn't even in the correct town. Mm. Like I, I, we all, it, and I think the wonderful thing about growth is that it, there's always more. And uh, I'm looking forward to, I think, I, like I said before, like uh, standing up, but also shutting up, you know, when, when the time is right. Um, we were given two ears and one mouth for a reason. <laughs> so, <laughs> I always, you know, um, I, I think, and not to get all uh, uh, preachy in how we started this episode, you know, I think my, my, my faith has truly um, brought me to terms with, yeah, forget what man says about what the Bible is. Literally, the Bible is just, it should be love. At least the New Testament part, not the Old Testament where you can, you know, beat your wife or whatever. But, um, you know, it's, it's love, you know, um, again, not to get all, but who, who were the ones that he brought into his crew? It wasn't the, you know, the hoity toity good people. It was the dirty prostitutes. Correct. <laughs> the tax collectors, the you know, the the fighters, the 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 womanizers. That's who he surrounded himself with because w- without and I told you this uh, last night, without recognition, there cannot be I forgot the word that I used, but w- without recognizing yourself, you can't grow. There there's no way. There's no way that you you can can without a fresh pot of soil the plant can't grow you know so this is quite the philosophical thanks. episode thank you <laughs> don't worry we've got more humor for you on yes, the way yes it, it is not all sad stuff but um yeah it, it, and i'm glad that we're talking about this because more people need to i think sweeping it under the rug is um Something that many of us do. Because, Although tempting. Yes. <laughs> super tempting. Although tempting. I, I'm actually part of this group called Toastmasters. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. It's like an international public speaking. They help you how to speak. I joined it with my job. And yesterday was one of our meetings. And for the meeting theme, I picked how has the impact of Minneapolis affected you, if at all? Um, and a lot of people, and I, I said this, I brought up this theme because... I can't sweep it under the rug and pretend, well, it's not affecting me. No, it is affecting me. The fact that my son is blonde-haired, white, he needs to understand that right from the get, he is privileged. But what is he going to do with that With that privilege? Is he going to take it for himself or is he going to allow others to be part of that privilege? That's why I love that I grew up in a public school system. That's why my son will go into a public school system. So that it's, you know, when people, when parents say, well, my son, my kids don't see color. No, they should. Because color is beautiful. Every single kind of color is beautiful. So once you start saying, oh, I'm raising my kid to not see color, you're doing something wrong. They should see color. They should not judge the color. Teach them not to judge, not not to see. 
you know, so, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's Did you hear that, Marmalade? I'm not supposed to see your color. <laughs> Marmalade, of course, is my uh, long-haired uh, golden cat. <laughs> now, we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, Pedro and I are going to read. Yay. Thank you. And we're back! <laughs> well, it is now our favorite time mm. when mm-hmm. we read the stories from our listeners. I'm so excited. I'm going to fan it out like uh, playing cards <laughs> and you don't know which one you're going to get. You Oof. just pick one. Which one's it going to be? Mm. I'll take the middle one. Here we go. Oh, yay. Oh, wow. That's a lot of words. Let me just fill my drink. Okay. Make it happen. Whew. I could say the name if it's on the email. If it's on the email. Okay, perfect. Yes. Um, Hi, my name is Elizabeth, and I saw your post linked to a hashtag for MFM. That's my favorite murder. (laughs) My story is in the 90s. I love the 90s. I worked for Crabtree and Evelyn. Crabtree and Evelyn. Crabtree. Oh, gosh. Crabtree and Evelyn. Uh, We sold hand soaps and potpourri and other such home novelties. I was an up-and-comer in the corporate world. I was very excited to be making my own paycheck every two weeks to buy things that I wanted. I was fresh out of high school and happy to have a job I could go to every day with co-workers that I liked. Aww. That's nice. I loved Crabtree. I loved... (laughs) Exclamation point. I loved my job until the day they hired Celia. Oh! At first glance, you might think that Celia and I might have been friends because we had so much in common. We were very similar in age. Uh, We were a similar age and our styles were the same. Things didn't really click with Celia and I, unfortunately. Early on, I could tell she was going to be a rival. Without even... Oh, let me keep on reading. They had me train her, and I noticed that she loved to cut me off when I was explaining something to her. (laughs) If I showed her the way that we did things in the computer, she would always find find what she called a, quote, a quicker way, unquote, or the Celia way. The Celia way. I love quicker ways. Why not? Celia never took a break, but I noticed that... If I had clocked out and came back from my 15-minute break, she always managed to be working in the one-store computer with a customer extra long. What? Extra long so that I would miss my clock in and have to punch in uh, my time manually by our general manager. Oh, Oh, Celia. She's she's playing games. No, 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 Celia. Uh, Celia would say things under her breath and in passing like, quote, well, that's why my work ethic is better. Because some of us don't take a break, unquote. Ooh. I tried to be nice because I had a job for a year longer than she did, and I didn't like to make waves. Make waves, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Celia and I didn't Clap really get along. <laughs> Clap it. Clap it. Uh, Celia and I really didn't get along. It, uh, it really annoyed me when she got promoted to a key holder. Key holder gets to be responsible and open the store in an early morning and not wait outside like a fool waiting for the one. <laughs> I know how that feels, Elizabeth. Uh, waiting for the one with seniority and key privileges. At Crabtree, there's one computer, but there's two registers. One is yours and the other one is a, your co-workers for the day. You are responsible for your drawer. 
I remember one time Celia and I worked together and somehow at the end of our shift, my drawer was short 10 bucks. 10 bucks. Wow. I really have no idea how this could have happened. I can tell you, Pedro, like <laughs> at my job, shit like that happens all the time. I don't know how. You can be perfect all day. It comes time to like do it and it's off. That's and so I don't make mistakes. I, I don't. That's why I don't deal with reads. I can't. I don't. No, 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 no. Put me in front of a computer. That's it. Um, I have no idea how this could have happened. I must have gotten something wrong or some wrong change. Things like this happen as anyone who has worked in retail can tell you. It's a simple mistake. Sadly, Celia did not let this slide but con and contacted our general manager that day to let her know my drawer was short, but she could have just otherwise overlooked it. It's 10 bucks, Celia, relax. <laughs> Gosh, you can't even buy a plate of Roombas for 10 bucks. I felt upset, sickened, and under attack because now my carefree great job was a battlefield. Battlefield! We do not own the rights to battlefield. <laughs> she, she was successfully making me feel uncomfortable at work. Our general manager, Jen, can I say that? I guess. Yeah. Jen came to our store the next day to, quote, write me up. My first write-up ever. I'm a great worker. I never get in trouble. I love Crabtree. She keeps on saying that she loves Crabtree. <laughs> she keeps saying she yes, loves. girl. We believe you. I, I believe it. Work in the marketing department. <laughs> I was so upset, but I also know I had to do something. I felt helpless until I realized that there was something I could do. Now, I was young, and I'm telling you this is something I would never, ever do again. Now that I know better, <laughs> or at least I pretend to. <laughs> what, Are you sure um, you don't know her? <laughs> I, I mean, hey, hit me up. No, 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 don't hit me up. Um, you see? Oh, gosh. Old Pedro. Um, on one of my days off, Celia worked, and she was responsible that night for closing the store. The mall usually closes around 9 o'clock, and then we take an hour to clean, and we usually are out by 10 p.m. I went to the mall that night at 10 10. 10 10 Very specific. Yeah, yeah. seriously. At 10 10, not 10, 10 10. And I let myself in through the employee entrance hallway. This is where everyone smokes. Oh, okay, thanks for the fact. It's a dirty, dark hallway that smells terrible and connects to the mall. There is no lock and there are no cameras. What mall is this? The only people in the heart of the mall are the service workers who are mopping and cleaning and tidying up. Elderly, elderly gentlemen who don't speak great English. Really? <laughs> she, Hold on. She, she felt the need Why? to let you know. So they, they probably wouldn't ask her anything because they couldn't speak English. Got it. Got, got it. it. Got it. Microaggressions. <laughs> you don't think so, but that's what that is. Literally, that, there was no need. There was no need. Anyway. You get so specific. Suddenly, so specific. Uh, but she loves Crabtree. <laughs> um, they took no notice of me and I took no notice of them. Of course you didn't. I walked, mm, micro, stop it, Pedro. I walked up to the, men, to the metal gates of Crabtree and Evelyn, and, and with my own key, I unlocked the lock. <gasps> mm. I did it in one swift motion. Then I turned and walked back through the mall to the parking lot and left. I thought my heart might rip out of my chest. I was so scared. I wasn't working the next day, but I knew our general manager, Jen, was coming in early to do inventory at 8 a.m. I love how she knows these times. 
Janet would be the uh, Janet would be the first person to enter the store. Jen would be the first person to notice that the gate was all knocked. It was Celia's responsibility to lock up, uh, <laughs> and this was a fireable offense. Wow. Days later, when Jen, when Jen came back to our store with another general manager to fire Celia, I stood in the bag dusting some little vases, listening to Celia cry in our break room. Wow. <laughs> wow. Begging for mercy and a, quote, second chance and saying she has no idea how it happened. And I watched Celia take her coffee mug and her soup bowl and her stupid blue coat. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't. Stupid blue coat and leave for the last time. It was really sad. I still I still think about it today and I'm still not sorry. No one knows. <laughs> Everyone knows now, Elizabeth. <laughs> That's bad. I mean she really thought that one through. If someone's making your life miserable like that, I guess there's no talking to them. But my question, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna be devil's advocate here. If Celia got promoted, then she must have been doing something right that Elizabeth wasn't. I mean, we've well, all been Celia. We've all been oh, Elizabeth. One hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Who do I look like today? That is today? so true. That is so true. What, yeah. What kind of worker do you want to be? Do you want to be a Celia or an, an Elizabeth? Elizabeth? <laughs> I might flip-flop back and forth throughout the week. Bit. You know, depends on who I come in contact with. Oh, God. That's, what that's, a wonderful story. That's crazy. I want to know what mall this is so that I can enter this smoker's Crab hallway. tree in a your smoker's hallway. And then just Everyone have access just, to the mall. Just, just for free Walk for around all. the mall. And, you know. Well, I've never heard of Crabtree in LA. Is that, is that bad? Are they like, is it like a bed? I don't know if they exist anymore. Works? Similar. I don't know if okay. they're around anymore. She said hmm. the 90s, so. Oh, true. So this has probably been weighing on her conscience now. For... Since the, well, I mean, she ended it with, um, it was really sad. I still think about it and I'm still not sorry. So <laughs> I don't know if it's super weighing on her mind. Uh, uh, I wonder what Celia's doing now. She's probably a GE somewhere. Who knows? That was good. That was sad. Good for her, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if somebody's encroaching in your... Bubble? Growth. Growth. You know? Fuck that. <laughs> I mean... Then let's toast her. Let's toast yes. to Elizabeth. Yes. Congratulations. Good job, Elizabeth, you for having the wanted. cojones to do that. The stones. We're going to take a break, and when we come back, I am going to read to you the next one. And we're back! <laughs> Tonight's final story, uh, very excited to tell it, um, was emailed to me, and it was just perfect in every way. And uh, with no further ado, it's from Mike. I was working at the mall. Well, maybe the same mall. <laughs> and uh, common theme. Working at the mall. And still healing from a pretty rough breakup that had happened the prior fall. I was in a desperate search of approval and validation from girls, so I was constantly trying to find someone to date. Working at the mall, you run into a lot of reoccurring characters, and there was one girl who was cute, punk rock kind of chick who I'd see now and again. So I got up the courage to see if she wanted to hang out one night, and we did. We went to this place, I always take girls, this little spot on the New Jersey side of the Hudson where you could sit on the rocks by the water and look at New York. We know where yes, this we is. 
we've all been there. Yes, we have. And we started talking about life and hopes and dreams and stuff like that. And I was saying how horrible I handled the prior breakup and what a mess I was and how hard it was to deal. And, you know, we made out a little. And then we went our separate ways. Turns out she was just a little too intense for me. I was a sheltered kid. I didn't do drugs or anything at the time. At the time. (laughs) And she did all of that. And I felt in a little bit over my head, so I didn't really follow up. I can't remember exactly, but the gist is she really liked me because I wasn't like the other guys she had dated. Mm. And she put those vibes out in the moment, and it felt weird to, like, reject it. So I probably went with it, even though in my head I was thinking that it probably wasn't a match. Plus, I just kind of needed someone to talk to. I guess a few days passed. I can't remember if we were in contact or not. But I thought about it more and was like, well, I don't want to be dating someone heading into college now in a few days. And then I got a call from her on my parents' house line. Oh, man. And my dad answered and he was like, oh, so-and-so called. You should call her back. And she said she was in trouble or something. Oh, man. What? We're off to a bad start with this girl. She's looking for a jailbreak or what? Trouble. He's how long has he known her? Like, I'm he hung out once, right? Yeah, like, shit. So I was like, "Uh, I don't really want to pursue this any longer, but I didn't want to be the bad guy and just say, Mm. Sorry, I thought about it and I don't really like you. (laughs) (laughs) He wanted to say that. (laughs) So eventually, I call her back and she's like, I don't know who else to call. (laughs) What do you mean? You've met him once. She says, I hung out with some people last night, and we went to a concert. We bought fake ecstasy from someone. So now I have no money, and everyone ditched me, and I'm 20 miles from home with no car. Can you come pick me up so I can shower at your place? What? And for me, I am super uncomfortable with this story. And this girl now, as a sheltered kid with super conservative parents, it's like, there is no way I'm going to bring this random girl to my parents' house in any capacity. But instead of just being like, hey, I don't know if we should really talk anymore, I was like, okay. (laughs) I'll come pick you up and maybe take you to a friend's house to shower. That's so weird. Then after I hung up, I'm thinking, okay, this is a bad idea. I'm not doing this. So I ghosted. So she called me, obviously, like 20 times. Where are you? And then called my house again. Mm. My dad called me like, hey, your friend said uh, you left her somewhere? And I'm like, no, dad, it's no big deal. It's all good. Let it go. Imagine your dad is like calling to you up the stairs like, hey, uh, you left your friend in an abandoned mine shaft. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, but the hours went by, and she just kept calling. So then I go on AIM. Wow. AOL. Oh, so this is, this is old. Instant okay. Messenger. Huh. She IMs me with, what the fuck? Where are you? <laughs> Her phone's still on this whole time? Wow, that's crazy. Apparently, she finally got home. But after a day of me trying to avoid her, I'm like, okay, I, I guess I need to just uh, respond and get this over with. Hmm. So I told her, I don't really think anything was going to work out with us. It'd be better if we went our separate ways. Now, keep in mind, I'd only known her, like talked to her for a week. 
tops at this point. And she's like, that's not fair. You owe me an explanation. Come to my house and let's talk it out. And I'm like, oh, do I do this? Should I really do it? Uh, and my friend was like, just go, get it over with. So I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll be right there. No, always meet in a public place, people. Never go to somebody's house. You know when you know something is a big mistake? Yes. (laughs) So I go to her house, and I meet her in the basement. Yeah, the basement. What? And I'm like, look, sorry, I didn't come for you when I said I would, but I don't do drugs, and the whole thing kind of makes me feel weird, and I don't think this is going to work out. She starts crying, and she's like, what about those nice things that you said? So obviously it's very uncomfortable, and I don't know what to do. And I think... Maybe, again, maybe, you know, against my better judgment, I'm Mm. like, okay, well, maybe we can, like, talk still and see where this goes. No, Mike. No. He needed a friend like you. No, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So things calm down a bit, but then she goes, there's something I need to tell you. My ex-boyfriend was at the concert, and we hooked up, but I'm so sorry. I was just sad, and it won't happen again. (laughs) So it has been a week, right? Like, what is going on with her? Now, keep in mind, we were not dating. We had hung out exactly one time. <laughs> we had known each other a week total. And I, I totally didn't care, but realized, okay, this is my out. Mm. So I'm like, oh. man, that's really messed up. How could you do that? And she starts crying again. And I'm like, yeah, that seals it. I think I should go. Good job, Mike. Nice acting. <laughs> so I get up and I head upstairs and outside to my car and she follows me. And she's like, no, don't go. I'm so sorry. And it's like really getting kind of late now. And I'm nervous. It's going to be a whole scene all over again. So I get in my car and lock the door. And the curb is to my right. And she's holding on to my driver's side door telling me not to go. And I'm yelling through the window, please get off my car. I'm leaving. And she goes, in a moment I was not ready for if you want to leave, you're going to have to drive over my foot. What? And she positions herself so that her foot is behind uh, the back tire of my car. I'm trapped. Run over it. And Whatever. I'm just sitting in my car debating what to do, wondering how every decision I've ever made in my life <laughs> has led to this one. And it's like, do I do it? <laughs> it just... I just wanted to leave and forget about all of this. But I decided, okay, I have to, like, move her. So I open the door, and I'm like, please move your foot. And she's like, no, you don't understand. And I'm like, please move your foot. She's like, no. I said, I'm not kidding. And she's like, you're not leaving. Oh my God. And I don't know what came over me. Maybe it was the stress of the moment, the need to escape. Mm. But I just did it. He ran. Yeah, good job, Mike. <laughs> You know, there's those moments in life you wish you could do over. Moments you had no control over. If you could do it again, you would. Yeah, this wasn't one. (laughs) I'd probably do it again. (laughs) (laughs) I would do it ten times over. Good job. Good for you. What a great story. That's psycho. I could see it. I could really see it happen. Yeah. That's... And it's funny how he started... With he was the one that was looking, you know, to have a relationship and all of this. What about those nice things you said? What about them, lady? (laughs) Whatever. I was just trying to get in your pants. Stop it. So if he was just going to college, he was probably like 20? Yeah. 19, 20? Yeah. 
and aim. So this was definitely early 2000s. Yeah. Wow. I'll never forget the day that I got the tragic email from AOL that was like, just so you we're know, done. we're done. <laughs> you and I, uh, what we used to do, aim. it's over. Want to hear my aim name? Papi Chulo 69. That shows you how much I needed Jesus was it, in my life. Was it also connected to your AOL email? Yes, it was. So PapiChulo69 at AOL.com. Yep. That's the email I used to give people. Professional, you know. Ridiculous. <laughs> I, I had a friend who uh, would troll this other girl he didn't like. Her name online on AOL was I'm a Freak. And he hmm. made a, a, an AOL screen name, I'm a Fat. And he would like bombard her with <laughs> messages. It's That's good. It's terrible. I'm wow. Afraid. These are some good stories, both in malls. What's wrong with the malls of America nowadays? And both not sorry. Yeah, no. I mean, whatever. It was two people messed up another two people. So, you know, you take revenge and revenge. Yeah, I'm not sorry for a couple of revenge moments I've had, you know, where I've had to literally chain a refrigerator so that the woman that I was with wouldn't uh, eat my stuff because I wanted her out of the house. Oh, by the way, PSA, don't put anybody that you're dating on your lease. Don't do it, people. Don't. Because then you got to go to court, which I did. So which, what food of yours was she eating? Like anything? Or anything. your leftovers? So I, I, like I was just like, no, you're not going to cheat on me and, and go out and in the way you please and not pay for the rent that you said you were going to pay and still come in and gorge. Fuck out of here. So I literally <laughs> chained the refrigerator. Did it work? I mean, I lost five pounds. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, after a restraining order, she left. Yeah, Damn. That's, that's for another episode. Yeah. Well, this is the part in the episode where I don't want everything to be so uh, uppity and uh, angry. Mm. So I like to kind of like bring it back to, although there are tough times out there, there yes. are also great times too. I will always bring up a story about something that just was beautiful that happened. And nice. my story today is, uh, I, was, I was on the subway and it was many years ago. And I, there was a homeless man who was um, walking through and he was, um, he had a coffee cup and he was like asking for change. And while he was shaking it, people were giving him change, whatever, like the bottom of the uh, styrofoam coffee cup like gave out and all of his change went all over the ground. And it was just so nice. People jumped up and started helping him collect his money. Somebody even had like a um, Ziploc bag. I don't know from what, maybe their lunch. Mm -hmm. And they gave him the Ziploc bag and they were, everyone helped him put his money back in there. It was so unexpected. Um, Because usually like when a situation like that happens, when somebody goes through the thing, your first inclination is just bury your head Uh like in your phone or if you're reading a book or whatever. But it, it was just nice that for once it was like everybody in that one car it's like we were all on the same side, mm-hmm. you know, and we all collectively uh, wow. sprang to attention to help. It was unbelievable. That's awesome. And just imagine how he felt. I'm sure, you know, they get rejected so much that that moment right there just probably made his entire year, you know. That's, wow. It, it affected me to the point where, like, I still occasionally will think of it. That's that beautiful. Never seen it happen like that. Especially in a subway in New York. <laughs> in all places. 
Pedro, uh, we have reached the end of today's no. second podcast. Number two! Number two! <laughs> and we explore more and more the terrible things we've done. And we learn to forgive them and live with them. And not everything is a stand-up comedy routine. No, um, but everything is growth. So, I'm glad we both grew from our situations and I'm just happy that you're doing this, honestly. I think you should have done this a long time ago. It's so good to have my friends to interview about uh, not only their lives, but like uh, their trials, their tribulations. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just, I'm so, uh, I want to thank you one more time for yes. just being so open and honest and vulnerable with me. Because it made me be open and honest and vulnerable. And good. Isn't that really what we all need? That's it, to be open and vulnerable. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. Pedro, uh, do you want to sh- plug anything that you're doing these days? Um, well, actually, I also have a vlog. Uh, it's called Mi Gente's Corner, where I just talk about the topics on the news. Just a quick, you know, uh, what's in the news, uh, political things. And yeah, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Mi Gente's Corner. And I hope you I'll link your uh, podcast so Yay. people can check you out. Sweet. How do you spell that? M I G E N E T Corner. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> All right, everyone. Good night. Good night. You just listened to the worst thing you've ever done. A podcast where I explore the worst stories of my friends and strangers, each week with a special guest. Concept and editing by me, Brennan Joel Bartlett. Music by Anthony Bevilacqua. Vocals by Kevin Lynch. Available on Spotify, Google Podcast, Radio Public, Copy RSS, and other platforms. Some names have been changed to protect the not-so-innocent.